Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having an absolutely fantastic, blessed, safe day today, as always. Hope you guys are enjoying your Friday. Got a few different specials we're going to be putting on the website today over at Health Masters, the Joint Relief Formula. We've got a batch that basically is going to have an expiration date in the next coming months, I think the end of February. So I'm going to put that on the website, basically a buy one bottle, get two bottles free. Got to move some of this inventory out. So that's a three-month supply, which will basically last you till the end of the expiration date. I know a lot of people like this formula. It stacks great with the Joint Rebuilding Formula as it really helps to basically work on the aspect of joint pain and joint relief in conjunction with the joint rebuilding, which actually helps to rebuild the soft tissue. So I'm going to put that on the front page today if you guys want to stock up on any of that while the product's in stock. Uh, this is basically a while supplies last sale. Buy one bottle, get two free. I don't normally do this, but i got to move this inventory as it's got about three months left on the expiration date. So I want to give you all a heads up on that. That will be up on the website here in the next hour. And also, to be sure to check out the product of the week, the one and only Prostate Support. It's one of our most effective products we carry that really aids in overall prostate health. It is incredibly effective, so be sure to check that out at 10% off as product of the week sale. And be sure to vote for what you want to see win next week as well. One of the first things that I saw today, and this is something that's – very interesting, you know, and you got to kind of look at this from two sides because, you know, Pfizer is now being sued by the attorney general, Ken Paxton, in the state of Texas. And what he put out and what this lawsuit entails is 100 percent accurate. It's ironic because it's exactly what we talked about on the show back in 2021 when a lot of the information came out from Pfizer. And you've seen now, you saw it happen month by month where the reports came out and said, oh, it's 95 percent effective at protection and prevention. And then it went down to 90, then it went down to 84, then it went down to 79, then it went down to 72. And it slowly and quietly went down while Pfizer continued to tell everybody it was safe and effective. And an excerpt from the immediate release from the office of Ken Paxton says the Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has sued Pfizer for unlawfully misrepresenting the effectiveness of the company's COVID-19 vaccine and attempting to censor public discussion of the product. Pfizer engaged in false, deceptive, and misleading acts and practices by making unsupported claims regarding the company's experimental COVID-19 vaccine in violation of the Texas Deceptive Trade Practices Act. The pharmaceutical company's widespread representation that its vaccine possessed 95% efficacy against infection was highly misleading. The metric represented a calculation of so-called relative risk reduction for vaccinated individuals in Pfizer. Initial two-month clinical trial results were two months. That's all they tested it on. FDA publications indicate relative risk reduction is a misleading statistic that unduly influences consumer choice. Pfizer's also put on notice that at the time that vaccine protection could not be predicted among uh, beyond two months. Nonetheless, nevertheless, Pfizer fostered a misleading impression that vaccine protection was durable and withheld from the public information to undermine its claims about the duration of protection, despite the fact that its clinical trials failed to measure whether the vaccine even protected against any transmission. Pfizer embarked on a campaign to intimidate the public into getting the vaccine as a necessary measure to protect your loved ones. And it goes on to say here that essentially once Pfizer failed to live up to the company's representations, Pfizer then pivoted to silencing truth tellers. The lawsuit notes how did Pfizer respond when it became apparent that its vaccine was failing and the viability of its cash cow was threatened. 
by intimidating those spreading the truth, by conspiring to censor its critics. Pfizer labeled as labeled criminals, those who spread facts about the vaccine and accused them of spreading misinformation and it coerced social media platforms to silence prominent truth tellers. Now, the thing about this is obviously Pfizer needs to be sued for in just in perpetuity. But the thing that people got to realize with this is this is kind of part of an agenda that you're seeing here. This shows you that the government is trying to sue Pfizer now in Texas because of misleading practices, which is 100 percent accurate. However, what it also does, it kind of shows that the government was looking out for the populace. Now, oh, we were duped. We were lied to. We're here to protect you. Now, granted, I'm not saying Ken Paxton is not 100 percent accurate and awake about this. I'm not saying that at all. He may or may not be. But what I am saying is. There's also way more to this than meets the eye, considering the fact that this is, wasn't just a misrepresentation of the shot. It wasn't just the fact that the efficacy of the shot was nothing. It didn't stop transmission. It didn't stop basically preventing you from being unbelievably sick from COVID. In fact, quite the opposite. We saw that people that after they got the shot, they become much sicker, in some cases developed debilitating side effects, which are not brought up in this report. So again, I'm glad Pfizer's getting sued. However, I've gone into detail over the last 25, 30 years in reports that Pfizer pretty much almost every single year to every other year is sued with a massive class action lawsuit for deceptive practices and fraud. And they're fined billions of dollars in some cases. And what they do is they have this whole thing set up so where they'll have the name registered under another company like Biotech. That's what they put it under. And Biotech will essentially pay this fine – Remember, Pfizer, they said Pfizer made upwards to almost $100 billion in total aggregate with the COVID shot so far. And what they'll do is they'll find Pfizer for probably four, five, six billion dollars $6 which is only going to be a 4 5 6% tax on the money that they actually generated from this shot. And then they're going to say, oh, Pfizer's been sued. Justice has been served. But at the end of the day, nobody's discussing the fact that you had government bodies come in. And tell people you had to get the shot or else you're going to be terminated. You had the Biden administration come in and illegally weaponize OSHA to try to force business owners to forcing their clients and their customers into getting the shot or else they were going to be fined and sued and all kinds of other crazy stuff. This is all stuff that also needs to be addressed. So this is only one piece of the puzzle, but it is a good start, I do have to say, and I hope it escalates and I hope it really goes viral and people start realizing that – don't be fooled again that this isn't over yet. What we're seeing now, this whole pneumonia thing over in Europe and over in China and allegedly coming over here now, saw reports earlier on it. This, again, is what we talked about when you start having a massively downregulated immune system. When the immune system can't properly work because it's been so massively stimulated and dumbed down, essentially, from these spike protein shots, the body's going to get unbelievably sick. What we've seen now, especially with the spike protein transferring to even to people that did not get the shot, so that's why it's really important to maintain your overall health, stay stacked up on your vitamin C and D3, make sure you're getting fresh air and sunshine. And speaking of fresh air, this is just goes on another another research study that piggybacks on everything that I've said now for the last three years on the fact that people that consistently wore masks had higher incidence of COVID-19. Surprise, surprise. This is so funny here now. This is a Norwegian study, and the peer-reviewed study published in the Journal of Epidemiology and Infection on November 13th analyzed mask use among 3,209 individuals from Norway. Researchers followed them for 17 days and then asked the participants about their use of masks. 
The team found that there was a higher incidence of testing positive for COVID-19 among people that use masks more frequently. Among individuals who never or almost never wore masks, 8.6% tested positive. That rose to 15% among participants who sometimes use masks and 15.1% among those who almost always wore them. Adjusting for factors such as vaccination status, the study determined that individuals who sometimes or often wore masks had a 33% higher incidence of COVID-19 compared to those who never wore masks. That jumped to 40% among people who almost always wore them. And what's ironic about this is that most of these studies reported now that wearing face masks continually increased the risk of all types of health problems, including bacterial pneumonia. This is part of the... You know, I had a lot of those older studies that I brought in to the school board when we went in two years ago and threw them down on the desk when I was done. And I had a whole stack of them. And again, this, all, this has gone all the way back from looking at flu transmission and all, stuff all the way back from the 90s on how they work. And the efficacy is never there. The justification is never there. Yet you had companies, you had businesses, you had government bodies that essentially were refusing to serve people, refusing to allow people in their building, refusing to allow people to conduct transactions, refusing to allow people to have business and commerce unless they wore masks 24-7. It was the most insane thing we've ever witnessed. And yet we have study after study after study after study now that's rebuttaled it. And yet again, you still see people walking around with their little face diapers on because I guess it makes them feel better about themselves. I was saw the other day, I was going over to Publix right down the road from my house and I was driving through the parking lot. There's a lady walking all the way from like the middle of the parking lot, walking by herself. She's, she's walking in the Publix. She's got this big old mask on. It's like right below her eyes, strapped. That was like a custom mask. And it's all over, you know, pulled back over her ears, wrapped around the whole side of her face. It looks like she's in like some predator film. And I just kind of stopped and she walked across the crosswalk. And I just kind of looked and I just shook my head and I'm like, golly, the state of ignorance and fear that has encompassed so many people in the population now boggles my mind. Here we're in sunshine, Florida, not a cloud in the sky. It's 75 degrees outside. Great weather, and you've got this giant mask literally covering 70% of your face while you're walking through the parking lot before you walk into the store. More than likely, she's probably the type of person that was driving around with it on beforehand. So that way she's probably thinking, well, if I don't touch it, it'll be healthier. And what's interesting about this is sad. it's sad. It really is sad to still see this down here, and yet you see research study after research study. This one just from Norway now that I just covered goes into detail again. That the higher usage of mask use equated to higher amounts of COVID cases. Now, again, this is something that could be happening because we talked about before. In most cases, it's because the immune system and the body becomes polluted in the lungs. Remember, you're sitting there re- basically rebreathing your air. You're not getting the toxins out. You're not expelling them, not to mention you're constantly putting that moisture back into your lungs. That's why the cases of bacterial pneumonia went through the roof. Even in people that didn't have COVID-19, bacterial pneumonia was going through the roof. And so, again, it's something to be aware of, something to look at, but it's also, too, something to really understand that there's still some people out there that are really that ignorant on these topics that they're still willing to do that because of fear and essentially i guess just the ability to not ask questions i guess that's the way it could be and what do you think dad how are you doing this morning awesome i'm doing absolutely wonderful today i you know i tell you what this is a beautiful day down here i mean this it's yeah, like it's, 80 degrees. It's clear blue skies, except for the chemtrails. Again, they've been really soaking us up with chemtrails. But, uh, you know, when I see people do this, the ignorance 
as far as their inability to process details and to process information and to process any alt news whatsoever is mind-boggling to me. I've got a friend of mine, she's a massage therapist, and she has a daughter and who took the vaccine, and that daughter's now been diagnosed with POTS disease. And, you know, I had another girl that I had met, another woman that I had met, that she had been diagnosed with POTS disease, too, after she had taken the vaccine. And both my friend's daughter and this girl had taken the vaccine, and now they were POTS disease, and they're having all kinds of neurological issues and all kinds of neurological problems. And then they see, you still see them strapped up with masks on, and you ask yourself a question, what the heck? And I, met, I know some other people that have been having chronic problems with colds and head colds and, and you know, and, and coughing and all this other kind of stuff who took the vaccine. And now we're starting to finally understand that this bioweapon is going to be something that's not going to be going away anytime soon. It's been incorporated into the DNA of these individuals, and now they can't get it back out of their system. That's why I, re- I urge you guys to use the N-acetylcysteine and, and all the other things, the, uh, the, the nanokinase, if you've had to take the vaccine because you were forced to do it for a job situation. Or you hadn't been listening to this show yet, and you didn't know about what was going on with it. But I see this stuff happening all over the place now, and again – if they release, and I mentioned this the other day, if they release another bioweapon, another one they have in store for us, with all these impaired immune systems everywhere, the death toll is going to be unbelievable what's going to happen next, which is, again, the goal, isn't it? Isn't that the goal of the New World Order, the satanic New World, Kabbalist, Luciferian, synagogue of Satan New World Order? Isn't it what they want to destroy God's children to the best of their ability? And, and I watched this, and I think to myself, what the heck just happened, and why in the world are we doing this, and why, 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 is, this, why is this happening? And so when we, when we stop and we look at it, we kind of say, well, wait a minute, you know, where are they taking us? Well, they're taking us back to Genesis 6. We've talked about this repeatedly on the show because that's where they want to take us. You know, Russia now, their Supreme Court is designating the international LGBT movement as an extremist organization in Russia. And so they're warning everybody about not getting involved with these people. A hearing by the Russian Supreme Court on whether to designate the international LGBT as an extremist organization was closed to the public, including those representing the defendant. The Russian independent media outlet Medazona reported on November the 30th. The correspondent said that only representatives of Russia's justice ministry were allowed in the courtroom, although journalists will be able to view the proceedings when the judge announces the decision. The ministry announced a motion on November the 19th to brand the international LGBTQZWXY bunch of weirdos as an extremist organization and ban its activities. The ministry accused the movement of causing social and religious discord. Do you think the Pope would listen to this one? The hearing ended in Russia's Supreme Court designated the international as as an extremist organization. Russia has previously banned groups of people's ideologies or ideas without strictly defined structure or membership. Russian President Vladimir Putin signed a law in 2018 banning the so-called Columbine communities that allegedly promote school shootings. The Kremlin's crackdown on gay rights intensified following the full-scale invasion of the Ukraine in February 2022. I guess we're have fun with Zelensky, that, that, that gay blade. The government passed legislation banning the public expression of the LGBT identity Russian on December 5, 2022. It's interesting. The law criminalized what it calls propaganda related to non-traditional sexual relations. The Russian state Duma targeted the transgender community the following year, banning gender-affirming care on July 2023. Putin has rhetorically linked this anti-gay and anti-trans policies to the invasion of Ukraine. He included remarks against that community in a ceremony on September 30th. So we do to, because do we really want perversions that lead to degradation and extinction to be imposed on our schools and from primary grades, Putin said in his address. So basically this means that Putin will eradicate the LGBT movement in Russia with his latest move. 
But then he turned right around the other day and said the LGBT community has the right to basically compete in art festivals, et cetera, et cetera. So what is Putin's talking about? Is, is he is he trying to be inclusive and non-inclusive? Is he trying to be, you know, diplomatic? Is he trying to be a politician? Well, maybe I don't know. You know, but the thing about it is it's kind of strange to me. But you know, it's just, you know, and, and the thing that's so funny about all of this stuff is I'm gonna say this again. And I yeah, I, I, and it's and also I've said this on the show before. If a person wants to be gay, you know, if if, if they choose that lifestyle, which I believe is a choice, all right, you know, you can choose to be heterosexual, you can choose to be homosexual. Now, if you have hormonal influence in that life, it may persuade you to be one way or the other way. If you're taking testosterone or you know, gender bending chemicals and all the other stuff in the food supply, or while the mother's pregnant with a child, they can do all kinds of things like that. But in many cases, people are just raised from a social societal standpoint that either way is okay with their parents, and so they get to choose whatever they want to do. I mean, some people say, well, that's the right way to do it. No, it's not. We weren't created Adam and Steve in the Garden of Eden. It was Adam and Eve. It's not okay. It completely contradicts the word of God. And no matter how you shake it out, it's not okay with Scripture. And so you got to ask yourself a question. What philosophy, what religion, what scope of the human species are you going to go with, a, a species that basically cannot reproduce because you have homosexual activity, that's all you have, like you probably would have seen in Sodom and Gomorrah, or it's going to be a group of people that are going to be having households and families and loved ones and all the rest of this stuff, and people are going to love each other and take care of each other, and you're going to have a nuclear family with a husband and a wife. I mean, what do you want? Where, where do you want to go with this? How, to what level of perversion in the great society, like Putin said, do you want to go to? Ask yourself that question. Now, again, I said all that to say this. If a person chooses that lifestyle for whatever reason, all right, and they keep it to themselves or whatever, it's, it's like this. If, if I'm a heterosexual male, which I am, okay, if, if I'm that way and I'm married to a wonderful wife like I was for almost you know 40 years – and I have this great, great marriage, and you know, and I have this great relationship with her, including my physical relationship with her. I'm not going to get on this talk show and brag about that and talk about that and try to force that on everybody else's life. Well, this is what Sharon and I do. This is what we did. This is what we do. You need to do this. I'm not going to do all that. It's not okay. It's personal stuff between a husband and a wife. So why in the world do they have to get out? and have homosexual parades with little naked children running around with them in San Francisco and doing all these crazy things and trying to push all of these agendas on everybody else so they can be affirmed by the general population. That's not okay. Just keep it to yourself. You know, Tom Cruise is gay. We know that. Travolta's gay. We know that. We talked about it on the show before. And so we have a situation where if the people are going to be gay and it's, and it's part of their personal life, that's their choice. I mean, I'm not a, I don't approve of it, but I don't care what they do. It's none of my business. That's how I look at it. Keep it out of the media. Keep it off my streets. Don't try to indoctrinate my children like Disney has tried to do with the school systems. The DeSantis has stood so firmly against, which I love that part about what he does. Don't allow yourself to get into a situation where you feel as though you know you, you have to be acceptable of what accepted. You, not only do you have to say it's okay, you have to endorse it and say you like it. That's where this is going. And again, they push it this hard because it's part – of their hermaphroditic agenda. It's part of what they write about in the Talmud. It's part of what they write about in the Zohar. It's part of the religion of the Kabbalah in which their snake in a tree, their god, they call Einsof, is a transgender, is an hermaphrodite, and he has both sexes, and it's okay to be that way because it pushes that filthy, filthy agenda for what they do. 
And so remember Donald Trump said he wanted to be the most pro-gay administration in the history of the White House? Remember Roy Cohn and him were best buddies. They ran around and some people say gay clubs together. Don't you remember all that? Why don't you do some research on it if you haven't seen any of that stuff? You know, and so you got to understand something. When these people are out there doing all of this stuff and pushing and promoting it, it diminishes societal values. It degrades you. Again, let, let, let's, 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 let's do it this way. Let's look at it this way. Let's ask the questions again. What am I doing? Uh, I'm promoting gay stuff, you know, and weird stuff, you know, and I think it's okay. What's it doing to you? Well, it's making me more gender affirming and it's making me more, you know, societal acceptance. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not doing that to you. It's degrading you. Yeah, I just said that, didn't I? It's, it's degrading you. And is that okay? Well, you got to make a decision on that. If you're in Sodom and Gomorrah and the angels show up and all the guys in the town come in there to basically sodomize the angels, you know, is that where this is going to go? Is that where this is going to go? Uh, so you got to ask yourself a question. What am I doing? What's it doing to me? And is that okay? How low do you want society to get degraded? How low? How low does it have to go? And again, if they want to keep it to themselves and whatever they want to do, that's their choice. They're an adult. I'm more libertarian than that. Now, I could say to them, I'm going to judge you based on scripture. I'm not really in the judging business. You know, the Bible says, don't judge lest ye be judged. I try not to do that. I mean, I, you know, you know, the whole thing about it is we all sin. Every one of us sin every single day. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. If it wasn't for grace, you know, we'd be in a mess. I mean, a real bad mess. I mean, like an eternal mess. And so always ask yourself that question. Do you have to accept the sin? No. Are you supposed to be kind to people? Yes. You don't have to be mean. We had a gay guy that I knew. This, 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 this is a funny story. You're going to like this. He worked at a place called Cachets. They're out of business now at the Millenn Mall of the Millennium in Orlando. And this guy had great taste. And Sharon loved to go to that store because they had great clothes. And they, they were reasonably priced. I mean, they weren't cheap, but they were reasonably priced. And we went over there for a, uh, to get an evening gown one time for her to go on a cruise ship. And it was this blue, sparkly, you know, sequined gown. And I remember Patrick picked it out. Patrick was the gay guy. And, and Patrick basically, you know, said, this looked great on your wife, you know, whatever. I said, okay, great. And, you know, Patrick, he's super nice. And I was always nice to him. And he, so Sharon comes walking out in this blue dress. I mean, it was kind of plunged a little bit in the front. And don't fuss at me because I thought it was pretty. And uh, we, so she walks out there and she looks like, and she is, she is just taken over the room. I mean, everybody in cachet is just staring at her, including Patrick. And for just a second, I thought Patrick was going to go straight and no longer be gay. <laughs> okay, just a little bit of humor this morning. And, and I thought to myself, he's okay. He's really a good guy. And, uh, and so it, it was interesting. He ended up you know, quitting the store or whatever a few years later, but it doesn't matter. That's another story. But the reality was is that there's no reason to be mean. I was always nice to him. I was always respectful to him. I really was. I liked the guy. He's a nice guy. Just because they're gay doesn't mean you got to be mean to them. That's nonsense. We're, they will know that you are my disciples because you love one another. Maybe a person would be nice to him. He'd come to church one day, and he'd hear the gospel and find out the truth about the homosexual lifestyle. And maybe he'd be convicted by the Holy Spirit. And he'd say, you know what? I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to pray that God gives me the ability to want to be with women, have the desire to be with women, to have a wife. And I'm going to leave this lifestyle. And a lot of them have by that because they hear the gospel. But a message of hate 
to the homosexual community from Christianity, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything. All it does is cause more division. And isn't that what the globalists want to do? And I've said this to you before, and I'll say it again. If I'm in a trench warfare situation, right, and I got a guy who's gay sitting beside me, you know, with, with an M16 or with a belt-fed M60, and he knows how to fire that weapon, he knows how to fight, or I've got a dead patriot laying down beside me, you know, who's, who's a heterosexual, you know, what would I do? I, I'm going to be happy the gay guys that are with me fighting. Yeah, that's 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 the that's how that bottom line works out, isn't it? And the thing about it is, is that you know there's a certain point here in the United States in our history that we need to realize that we need to come together as a group of patriots, a group of Americans, and say we're not going to let this new world order come in and do this to us. We're not going to do that. But see, what do they do? They take the gays and they turn them against the the, the, homose- the homosexuals against the straights. So you get the heterosexual guys who want to say, oh, I don't want to deal with that, blah, 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 okay? And all this stuff happens. You get the Hispanics against the whites, the whites against Hispanics, the blacks against you know everybody. Everybody's against everybody. That's how they break us up. That's you – know, in the Civil War and in the, in, you know, in, in the Civil War, we had you know, you know, blacks fighting on, the, on both sides of the troops for each other. I mean because that was a war basically Lincoln doing what Lincoln did, you know, trying to – all these tariffs he's trying to impose. And all this stuff, we have to come together as a community of believers, as a community of human beings to fight these guys. And they, they're so smart with what they do. you got to remember something. You know, this is not Lucifer's first rodeo. Let's stop for a second and go back to Angel Wars. He took a third of God's creation with him down the slippery slope to hell. It wasn't like he took 1% with him. He took a third. He took 33, and hence the 33-degree Mason mess. He took a third of the entire creation of the universe. We talked about this in a giant coup d'etat against the creator of the heavens and the earth. I mean he, he, he's not an idiot. He, you know, he's a, he's, he was a created being that God created was one of the highest levels he could possibly be. He was right. He was in the throne room with God for heaven's sakes. And so we need to understand something. If, if we – Try to go against this stuff, you know, from a subtle standpoint, it's going to be subterfuge to us because he never stops lying about everything. So we're going to believe what he says because we are truthful and we tell the truth. But he's the father of lies. John talked the book of John talks about that when Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and the people there. So your father's Satan. No, you are. He's a liar from the beginning. This is who we're fighting against. It's not against flesh and blood. It's against these principalities in these other dimensions. It's against these entities that they all they do is lie. I know with Roswell, supposedly. Now you got you guys can do the research on this. He, they basically said that when they captured some of these these entities, whatever they were, these drone-like humans that had been created by these entities or whatever they were, that all they did was lie. They lied about everything. Of course, if you're being interrogated and you're being interrogated by somebody who's been trying to kill you, you're probably going to be kind of scared anyhow. But the reality is, all they did was lie. And the sad part about this is, is that when you understand that and you realize it's about division, it's about the destruction of the human genome. Gosh, guys, they just injected five billion people supposedly with an mRNA shot to change their DNA, to weaken their immune system, to kill them. How much hatred do they have to have towards us to do that? How much hatred do they have to have towards God? So never allow yourself to get into this divisive mess. 
You know, I mean, if, if you if you've got gay guys trying to groom your kids, yeah, get tight. That's enough. We're not putting up with this crap. You guys need to hit the road, Jack. Don't look back. Don't talk to me again. I don't want to see you again. You better never come around my children again. You know, years ago they had a Harrison was at this crazy school in Winter Haven, and they had this kid who was in there. This was a long time ago, and 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 basically the kid had two gay dads, right? And, and this kid was coming and talking all this filthy stuff all the time. And Harrison came home with me one day. He's like in fourth grade. He goes, Dad, what the heck are they talking about? What this weird stuff they're talking about? Man, I had a – I mean, I I pitched a – I pitched a, a fit. I almost said a bad word. I almost pitched a fit, blank fit. And, uh, and I just said, I'm done. I, so I called the school, and I called the teacher up. I said, what the heck is wrong with you people? I said, why do you allow these, this kid to come here and talk about this filthy stuff? And it was it was really nasty. And they called the parents in to have a little chit chat with us, with the parents and had a little meeting. And then I, I would never, ever, ever recommend that school again to anybody. You know, I mean, I put them in the Lutheran school first. I mean, Lutheran school is a good school. But the reality was we're in a situation now. This battle is going full tilt right now. This, this is a battle for the hearts and the souls and the minds of human, the human species, guys. This is going back to Genesis 6 now. This is going back to the whole – let's go back, back, back to the beginning, way back to the beginning. You know, and, and realize that this is a fight right now for the very souls of mankind, and that's where we are. And if we don't see that, what's going to happen is we're going to lose this war. We're going to lose it with our families. Now, overall, the scripture is going to be fulfilled. There's nothing we do to stop that because God wrote the word, and he's omnipresent. He already knows how it ends because he was at the end. He's the beginning, and he's the end. He's already told us what's going to happen. But I believe we can get – a waiver for us as far as our families. I believe we can stop this. I mean, not everybody in Sodom and Gomorrah was bad. Pretty much, pretty much everybody was bad, but not everybody. And the Bible says that it will be like a, a remnant will be saved, and then only by, like, by escaping through the fire. That's why I keep quoting to you guys the same verse all the time. You know, you put on that full armor of God. Draw a line in that sand. Dig that foxhole in, and no matter what you do, you stand. You stand your ground is what the Word says. That's the only way we're going to salvage this mess. And so if you want to have a world that's worth living, a world that's worth being in for your children and for your grandchildren, you've got to stand your ground. You can't be strapping yourself in with a mask that looks like you're from the doggone movie Alien with Sigourney Weaver, and you know, and you got this thing wrapped around your face. What the heck's that all about? I mean, what, what is that all about? I mean, are we really going to go there again? Apparently people want to go there again. People, some people probably never left there again. And, and it's sad to me that we've allowed ourselves to be in a place in our lives that this is where we've come to in the United States of America. It probably still is the greatest land on the history of the, the history of the world, but you know we've only been around for a few hundred years. That makes us pretty young as far as from a company, you know, from a from a from a country standpoint. But the reality is, if we do not clean this mess up again and stand our ground, and Christians, we need to have a revival. Period. We've got to have a revival. If we don't have the revival, it's not going to get any better. But don't be running around. Don't be hating on gay people. Don't be doing that. Just pray for them. You know, be nice to them. Invite them to church. You know, just do that. Now, now if they're again, if they're adamant, they're then they're, un, they're the unbelievable out. We talked about the, the Butch Dyke lesbians yesterday. That was a crazy show, by the way. And Dottie, that crazy one I knew. And it, it's just, but, but the point is, it's just, you know, if they're really, really bad, you got to disassociate yourself with them and just stay away from them, honestly. Or otherwise, you're going to be a constant conflict. And if they try to mess with your family, you got to stay away from them. You got to tell them to leave your family alone. But overall, in general, just try to get them saved. Try to pray for them. Don't be praying imprecatory prayers over them. I don't believe in imprecatory prayers at all. I believe if we show the truth of the gospel, 
the truth of the gospel we talk about on this show, about the love of Jesus, what he did for you as an omnipresent being, and the eternal blood sacrifice that he did for you for the love that he had for you. And we show people true Christianity, like we talk about on this show, what it really means to be a true, dedicated Christian. I think we can get a lot of these people to come back to the faith. I really do. This name it, claim it, blab it, grab it nonsense is a joke. I don't care for it all. Well, yeah, I'm pontificated enough this morning. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Oh. Well, you're spot on what they've done as far as lying to everybody and what they've told everybody now. Um, as far as with this this shot, I, that's why I brought up earlier on the show we, with the lawsuit from Ken Paxton, the attorney general now against Pfizer. And, you know, it's time that people really start to realize that. And this is just a crazy, crazy thing when you finally when this finally clicks and you get that red pill and you realize that the government and government entities all across the world are not here anymore for your protection or for your safety or for the betterment of us, period. That was the giant experiment that we had with the United States as a republic. So Ben Franklin said, you guys have a republic. Now see if you can keep it. And we did for a bit. It was an experiment in self-governing. It was a government by the people. This is something that's been very rare in history. Almost everything in recorded history is always controlled by a king, oligarch, tyrant, rules with an iron fist. You've got one individual who pretty much rules by decree and other minions underneath him that basically rule out and spread out. The concept of a republic was that of one of basically being able to have freedom based on essentially the word of God, based on the concept that all men are created equal and that essentially nobody is higher than one another. And you're created in the same image altogether, that King George isn't over you, that you are on the same level essentially as the king. That's what a concept was about with the republic. The problem with it is that concept does not go along with tyranny at all. And when you realize, you start realizing that the satanic agenda is all about tyranny. It's all about control. It's all about dominance. Then you realize that's why a republic is something that's very, very hard to keep. And that's what we've witnessed now in this country. That's why there's so much fraud and corruption. That's why you've got these individuals now that are just straight up against anything that's pro-American, and we have them in our government. We've got individuals like Nancy Pelosi who you know, her salary is $180,000 a year in the Senate, and she basically goes and you know, makes what? Her net worth down like $75 million in our Congress. I mean how, 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 how do you talk about that and say, oh, that's, that's normalization? She does some decent investments. No, it's all insider trading. That's why Hillary Clinton never has been charged with anything. They always do these investigations or they didn't indict and everything gets dropped because they're essentially above the law. You, again, have these tyrants that are in place, and that is why they're so bent on trying to force people to do what they tell them to do. Anything, if it came down to freedom, if it came down to true republic, nothing could have been done to force people about this shot. They could have done it. Then they would not have pushed it. They would have said, dude, listen, this is an experimental shot that Pfizer brewed up in a batch in the back room. Nobody knows what it does. Nobody knows what it's going to do long term. Use at your own risk if you want to use this nasty shot. It's up to you. If they came out and said that, the government said that, you would have seen the vast majority of people would have been like, yeah. It's going to be a hard pass for me, brother. I think I'm going to just kind of hold off and see what happens with this. For example, again, more research coming out. Another study is a Japanese research study that just came out. said they're finding evidence of long-term heart damage in people who received the COVID-19 vaccine, including in asymptomatic patients that have not had any significant side effects. Even though vaccine-induced myocarditis was thought to be rare, 
transient and limited to subjects experiencing heart symptoms, symptoms, that's not the case. They said regardless of age or sex, patients who received their second vaccination up to 180 days before imaging showed a 47% higher uptake in heart tissues of fluorine, which is basically uh, fluorodextroglucose, FDC, an imaging scent than unvaccinated subjects. FDC is identical to glucose. It's a sugar that's in the body, basically main, its main energy source, but it contains fluorine 18, a radioactive form of fluoride that allows imaging of organs and tissues where FDG accumulates. It's not really safe getting this. In my opinion, it's not very healthy to get this done. However, this is what they did in the research study. They found stressed or damaged cells, which are a hallmark of myocarditis, take up more glucose than healthy cells. Researchers led by basically the Nakaro Q University School of Medicine used a retrospective study designed to compare the essentially uh, PET and the CT scans between patients undergoing imaging before COVID-19 vaccines were available and scans to other subjects after the vaccine rollout. The 1,003 subjects, 700 of them were vaccinated, 303 were unvaccinated, were grouped by age and sex and time between vaccination and CT scans. Of the vaccinated subjects, 78% received the COVID shot, while 21% got the Moderna. No difference in FDC uptake was observed in patients taking either product, okay? So they're both RNA shots. Subjects who received the AstraZeneca shot or one of the other less common vaccines were excluded because their low numbers would have introduced uncertainty to the analysis. To capture the safety signals from the asymptomatic subjects only, investigators chose subjects who were scanned for issues unrelated to the heart. Most scans were for cancer diagnosis. Higher FDC uptake was also observed in tissue outside the heart, including the liver, spleen, and whole body, primarily in those who had been vaccinated. 25 subjects had more than one scan during one or more both studies. Although myocarditis persisted, Longer than 120 days, its occurrence was significant beyond that time point. Within this small subgroup, vaccinated subjects showed significantly higher FDC uptake in both the heart and axial lymph nodes. I said myocarditis occurs in the general population of about five, 6% per 100,000, 6.1 per 100,000 for men and women. And essentially, these numbers now that they're showing – indicating that the amount of myocarditis in the population among the vaccinated is significantly higher than they ever expected, even individuals who have not been showing any symptoms of myocarditis, meaning they essentially have cardiac damage, but they don't have any symptoms of cardiac damage yet. This is exactly what we talked about for the beginning phase when the side effects started to occur is where was the research done for the three-year, the five-year, the eight-year, the 10 years of vaccination test studies to see what RNA gene therapy was going to do to the human body because it had never had any human trials. The FDA blocked it. It was submitted back in 2016 because they had the ferret and rodent test. They failed miserably. All the animals died. The FDA would not even give RNA gene therapy approval for human clinical trials. They wouldn't do it. Suddenly, 2020 happens, green light, everything goes green. They can start testing it, researching it, doing human clinical trials out of nowhere because it was the best way to combat COVID. It was a complete and total sham. The COVID-19 vaccine was the bioweapon. It's what they rolled out. Just thought I would throw that out there. Is this research study. I'll throw it on the website. You can go on all the details. It's very – got a whole lot of really interesting stuff in it. But it's one of those things where you start realizing 
every single thing we're told from the government now is essentially a lie or manipulated information. Also, too, in Ireland, this is ironic. You guys know that they've been having massive, massive immigration problems over there. Ireland's been flooded with migrants from the Middle East that have been taking over huge areas, including massive housing apartments and everything now. And the problem with it is it's the same thing we've seen in so many other areas. When the government comes in and they start relocating individuals from Middle Eastern countries that aren't in the same culture, which there's nothing wrong with individuals from certain parts of the world. However, it's like taking somebody that lives in China and all of a sudden putting them in basically you know, Florida. They can adapt to it, but the cultures are going to be different. The same thing if you take somebody that lives in Russia and you basically put them in Mexico – the cultures are going to be different from everyone around them. The problem with it is when you start injecting hundreds of thousands and millions of people from one certain culture into another, and then you give them carte blanche immunity to do whatever they want, free food, free housing, free cash, free cell phones, they essentially get that entitlement mindset, which is exactly what's been happening in Ireland and why they started having a lot of the riots and a lot of the basically blowback. So – You've got individuals that are committing various crimes, causing huge problems with immigration, causing all types of upheaval among the general community, and now they're coming out with hate speech laws, which I talked to you guys about last week. Now there's an area where individuals spray-painted graffiti where it said, Irish lives matter. Belfast, Ireland has now said this anti-immigration signage is a hate incident and will be treated as such, investigated. I'm not joking you. Irish Lives Matter is now a hate crime in the definition of what they're stating. You want to see what a conquered nation looks like? Look at this. When you have groups of individuals that are tired of what's happening and they make a comment in Ireland like Irish Lives Matter, that would be like somebody in Florida saying Florida Lives Matter. All right, cool story. That's your statement you want to make. No, that is designated as a hate crime now in Ireland. Let's not look at the immigration. Let's not look at the violence. Let's not look at the massive crime wave Ireland's experienced now in the last four to five years. We're going to look at graffiti that says Irish lives matter, and we're considering a hate crime now and doing a full investigation into it to find out who's actually behind the perpetrators who are spray painting Irish lives matter. That's a sad time in a country, in a very, very amazing country. I've been over to Ireland before. Really cool you know, heritage over there, really cool areas. They got crazy castles still over there, beautiful landscape, beautiful place, awesome people. They're super cool over there. And yet you now have them investigating this as a hate crime because people are sick and tired of having massive unfettered immigration. It's exactly what you're already starting to see here in the United States now where you have people protesting what's going on, yet we've had millions of people brought into the United States from the southern border, many of them unchecked and unvetted, and say it, it stated this is what's going to happen. Look at New York City now. New York City, I talked to somebody, I told you it was up there the other day, and they said New York City is not the same. They hadn't been there like 10 years. They said it's crazy. They said like massive amount of all the hotels now are completely booked out, especially like the more lower-end hotels they should there, – there's people from like everywhere now. It's, it's all like southern border, you know, Hispanic, basically South American individuals all in there. Nobody speaks English. Everybody's running around everywhere. They're essentially just doing whatever they want, and the question about it is why is this becoming something that's supposed to be normal? Well, because this is part of conquering a nation. This is what it is. When you start allowing this to happen and you start interjecting people from all over the country into massive, massive, massive amounts, you start changing the entire social culture of a country. 
And you essentially have an invasion from within. It's the exact same thing that happened to the Roman Empire. And this is what starts to occur. And this is why we've been so vocal about it. And it's crazy how you have certain governors in certain states that have been vocal about it. And they get blasted all over the place because they say something like, we need to have this immigration stopped. And it's ironic to me how you have these groups that are supporting this and they say we're a you know, we're a, a safe haven we're a sanctuary city like they said in new york and now you've got the mayor of new york city basically saying we can't handle any more people this isn't working we're overrun right now we need grants we need you know federal help and it's like well dude two or three years ago you said you were a sanctuary city bring everybody here oh well the infrastructure can't handle it now we're seeing the same thing happen down here in florida where there's there's subdivisions that have been put up and nobody speaks english and nobody goes to work you go through the subdivision in the middle of the afternoon, everybody's home all week. No, I don't know where anybody gets the money from to buy these three, four, five hundred thousand dollar houses and not work. I've never seen that happen. And we, we talked, Dad talked to one of the guys that was over there. He's a yeah, electrician, a black guy, electrician, real nice guy. And he basically said, you know, I've saved up all my money to try to get these houses and basically buy a house in here. And he goes, I don't know where everybody's coming from. Nobody speaks English here. Nobody goes to work yet. I'm over here working full time, running a business. And I don't know where all these people are coming from and nobody can tell me where they're coming from because none of them speak English yet. They simply keep coming here and they keep putting more houses and it's BlackRock, BlackRock state street and Vanguard. We talked about it in detail. That's why they've been going in and buying these giant subdivisions up before they're even finished. These developers now have realized that they can make millions of dollars with these cracker box homes on these tiny lots with six foot setbacks ruin certain cities like ours right now and we fight with the county we fight with the city they do absolutely nothing they fight back and say oh we can't do anything about it because we don't want to get sued by the developers complete and total lies complete and total corruption from very within and yet at the same time they put zero money in expanding infrastructure roadways schools hospitals water treatment facilities zero dollars while they massively hyperdevelop certain areas, the same thing is happening over in Orlando now with the interstate structure with I-4. I-4 now is becoming one of the worst interstate highways in the entire country. I was talking to somebody about it the other day that travels with semi-trucks. He said, dude, I-4 is known across the country now pretty much. It's just like one of the worst highways to drive on as far as congestion now. You'll sit 30, 30 40 miles to get to Orlando can take you anywhere from two to three hours now to get there on a daily basis. Not like, oh, it's one time here, one time there. On a daily routine basis, it's like this all the time now. It's what happens when you hyper-develop cities without any meaningful infrastructure going into place beforehand. And it's exactly what they want everybody to deal with is you will own nothing and you'll like it. You don't need to travel. You don't need to do anything. How's that factor with electric vehicles, by the way? You got the vehicle on, the AC's on, the vehicle's actually running all the accessories and you know auxiliaries and just sitting there in traffic for two, three, four hours every single day. But now you got to stop and try to charge up somewhere because you're still burning battery juice with the AC on and all the stuff on. How, how's that work out for you? Now you got, you know, 100 mile range basically because you're sitting in traffic for three, four, five hours. Again, something that nobody wants to talk about, but yet everybody wants to tell you you got to do it for climate change because, you know, well, it's it, it's science, guys. It's science. Make sure you eat your soy burgers too because that's science. The same way the shot was science because nothing was science with it. It's a complete total lie and joke. What do you think, Ted? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it's so funny. Uh, Teresa just texted me, and uh, she's been a longtime listener, a good friend of Sharon and mine for many years. 
And uh, she said to me, said she just texted me, said, "Man, it's funny how you just, you know, used the word butch dyke lesbian <laughs> phrase." <laughs> like, I haven't really thought about that. And because uh, I, because here's the thing, you know, it, it, you know, the biggest problem is we're all scared of everybody. You know, it, well, no, I'm not really scared of anybody as far as that concerned. But you know, but the general population doesn't want to offend anybody anymore. And that's never been a problem with me. I don't guess that's why we do the show, and that's why we kind of like. I guess we're kind of like the mouthpiece for a lot of people out there that doesn't know, they don't know what to do with these crazy people out there anymore. But, but a butch dyke lesbian is basically a lesbian for you guys who don't know this, who's real domineering, who basically is acts like a man, talks like a man, <laughs> walks like a man and wants to fight like a man. And, uh, you know, well, wait, men used to fight, I guess. And so, uh, they're, 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 they're a force to be reckoned with, honestly. And I remember my uh, my attorney told me one day, he goes, he goes, whenever I find out that the attorney, or the opposing counsel or whatever is going to be a butch like lesbian, I just step out and let somebody else take the case. He goes, I don't want to deal with it. He goes, they get personal really fast, they get unbelievably mean really fast, and they're threatening all the time. He goes, it's just not worth it. And I, I guess it's, I guess it's a sign of the time. God, I can't I'm talking about this. I guess it's a sign of the times that you know that the, the women have gotten to the point now. In many cases, not all cases, some there are some really great Christian ladies out there still that really love God and want to have a society based upon the word of God. But, you know, it's just that, you know, when the when the witches rule the world like they did back, you know, during the days of, uh, you know, Noah and everybody else, you start to realize that, you know, it gets to the point where, you know, it gets sideways really, really fast. And, and you see this with the Kabbalah because it's always the women who are leading this. And, and it saddens me because it's just – it's like a lot of different cultures are like that now around the world. I mean the, the women have to take control because the guys have all stepped back down, and they don't want to be in control anymore. And it's, and it's odd to me when that happens because it's so out of order with what God wants to do. But let's, let's not talk about this anymore. I could do the rest of the show with this, and I don't want to. By the way, they're using the COVID playbook all over again in Europe, and I'm not saying this white lung syndrome is not real. I'm not saying that's not because it probably is. It's probably another bioweapon, but they're using this all over again. And you think back about 2019, how COVID developed. You know, in December 19, 2019, a mysterious disease broke out in China, which was a, was was basically killing people. And, and you know, then you show these videos of people dying everywhere and all the things that happened, and hundreds of thousands of people made sick, millions end up dying. But you know, it's the same thing. This happened in 1918 with the Spanish flu. They said over 50 million people died with this. And, and the reality is, is that what they've done is they've taken these variants that they've had now, these different types of flu things and the plague and you know Spanish flu and all the rest of it, and they've done the species jumping with this gain of function. And they have the ability now to create things that are unbelievably bad. But again, the bioweapon itself mutated pretty quickly into the general atmosphere of the planet, et cetera, what God did with UV light, et cetera. But it's the real bioweapon that they really pushed on everybody, the one that's now, like I mentioned earlier, causing POTS disease and all these other different types of conditions all over the world with neurological damage from the vaccine and from people staying sick all the time. So the whole key here is, you know, if you're going to go out in public, make sure that, you know, you, you stay you know, beefed up on your supplements. That's really, really important. You know, they have a really good betadine, you know, uh, mouthwash now that you can use that helps to clean this stuff because it's got, it's got iodine in it. It helps to keep your throat clear from all of the stuff you're breathing stuff. Uh, make sure you swab your nose, you know, use peroxide or colloidal silver on the inside. Uh, be careful with the peroxide. It'll start tearing up tissue after a while. The colloidal silver doesn't do that. And, and be really, really careful 
you know, when you're getting, when you're in public and you, you need, you need to wash your hands and everything else like this, because they're going to find some other disease that they're going to blame on the next wave of deaths. Maybe it's going to be this white lung thing, but they're going to find another one that's going to go everywhere. And it's going to be another very, very real condition. It's going to be there. It's going to be out there to push more and more and more people out there to get more and more vaccines. Uh, this is an interesting article, and it came from Burning Platform, and it says, UFO truth embargo. Someone please send this insider's account to Tucker via State of the Nation. Is the name of the people. This is a longtime ufologist. The following five explanations for the never-ending UFO truth embargo are presented in response to Tucker Carlson's epic interview. Representative Tim Burchett posted below. And, and what's interesting, he says the U.S. federal government has engaged in formal contracts and official agreements with the evil ETs, the fallen angels and other entities that are profoundly treasonous and which severely violate human rights of Americans, hence disclosure. Number two, much of this highly advanced UFO technology, has, which has been reverse engineered over the years, is being used for malevolent purposes, some even being used against further control and targeting American people. So I believe that's true, too. Number three, the powers that be who currently oversee the entire planetary civilization, this would be the Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan who worship Lucifer, want all humanity to believe that they are gods, with a little g, by advancement of their technologies, and because they consider themselves to be the benign Nephilim sons of the fallen, the very bloodline of Lucifer himself. And so they really want you not to have the truth of what's going on and all the technology they've developed from before angel wars we talked about. The military-industrial complex has a vested interest to never see those highly secret and sophisticated technologies ever revealed to the public because it gives them extraordinary power over the masses. This is true. I'm going to say this. We're about 500 years, in my opinion, ahead on technology that they will not disclose to us. They don't want us to know. We don't need gasoline. We don't need batteries. We don't need all this crazy stuff. We can pull the ether power right out of the doggone atmosphere like Tesla talked about and not have to deal with any of this stuff and have these cars running around with zero energy. Our homes can be running on the same thing. Then it goes on to say UFO and alien, and I'm going to say demonic and fallen angel activity, have been both witnessed and pointed out for over a millennial. This is true. This goes all the way back to the archaeological record, countless written accounts. And so once this cover-up began back in 47, the cost associated reversing it became enormous and impractical by the year, in which we end up having a shadow government come in now under Truman and all the rest of these weirdos and Truman of the 33-degree Mason, 33-degree Mason nutbag. And all of this stuff happened, you know, in 47. And all the stuff that we have now is happening as a direct result of who these guys are and what happened to us. And that's why we have to keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. For he is the author and he is the finisher and he's the perfecter of our faith. This is why I decided to do Angel Wars with Austin here a few months ago. Because I wanted to go back to time to the pre-Adamic race let you guys know that we're not alone. Never have been. And that we have the ability through God Almighty, through a blood covenant that we have, to stand our ground in everything that we do and to walk in love with one another. Thank you for your support of Health Masters. If it weren't for you guys, we couldn't be doing this show. I know sometimes I say things that are controversial. I got it. But sometimes I say things that are all Christian too. So all the times we have to realize that we all have to work together as a team to make this happen and get the world to understand that Jesus Christ is Lord. I love you guys. Have a good weekend. I'll also finish it up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Absolutely. It's Sometimes we do say a few things that might be slightly controversial. <laughs> you know, it's, I think that's the um, that's the statement of the year on that one <laughs> coming into this December now. And uh, <laughs> that's right, that's right. You, you, you spot on with it though, man. You know, the thing about it is sometimes you got to be able to cut up about certain things. You know, we've reached the point in society now in some cases where everybody 
essentially just wants to be offended by something in some cases. There's people that just they want to find something to be offended about. I mean, you like I just mentioned during my last story where you got Irish Lives Matter in Ireland, and all of a sudden they're now saying that's a hate incident, that's hate speech. I mean, at what degree and what point do people stop caring about what other people's opinions are with your statements and simply go, I'm going to say whatever I want to say. Don't care if anybody's offended. That's why a lot of comedy now has been so ruined. Because most of these times now, these comedians get completely shadow banned and blacklisted because they say one thing. That's what happened with you know Dave Chappelle. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge proponent of him. So he's used some really filthy language. But he came out and did that one segment, and I just absolutely slammed the whole transgender ideology that's being forced on everyone. And that was the whole joke that he made about it, was he said, you've got all these different groups. He's like, and then you got the T's that sit there, and literally you can't say anything about them. They're literally like a protected species now. If you make a comment about anything about them, they automatically flip out. And he goes, why is it suddenly that you have one group among another that is entitled to more protection and entitled to be offended to every single thing anybody says, and you can't make a comment about them or else you're essentially blacklisted. And that kind of rings you know, true. If somebody wants to say something and it's offensive, golly, I can't stop them. Is it something that's good to run around and try to directly offend people and say mean things? No, not at all. Dad talked about that earlier very clearly. But at the end of the day, too, you can't live your life walking around being scared about offending somebody with one comment or making the truthful comment about something and who's going to get upset and pitch a fit about it. Just thought I would throw that out there. So, again, thank you for continuing to get the truth out there. Thank you for supporting Health Masters. You know where to get a hold of us if you need anything. Healthmasters.com. 1 800 726 1834. Prostate support on sale right now. Be sure to check out the three pack special that I'm going to have on the website here shortly on the uh, buy one, get two free of the joint relief formula right now on the uh, best buy date, which is the end of February 2024. If you guys want to take advantage of that joint relief formula, I'm going to put it on the front page here shortly. So be sure to check it out at healthmasters.com. Have a blessed weekend, my friends. Have a great time. We'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.